Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 237. Today we have a very special cause and something that we're so excited to share with you guys. Hopefully we can make a big impact here. We have Dana from Magic for Magic Makers, a really wonderful um fundraising effort that is going to furloughed and terminated cast members and other members of the hospitality industry. So Dana, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to chat with you today. So first things first, if you can introduce yourself and if you have one, share one random fact that we may not know about you from social media. Absolutely. And guys, thank you again so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and I appreciate the time to talk about this crowdfund. So um, my name is Dana. I am um, obviously (laughs) a founder of Magic for Magic Makers. Um, And I'd say probably the random fact is I'm a mom. Um, I think I've had a little bit of my son here and there on our posts, but um, I'm a mom to a three-year-old and he's just my best buddy. (laughs) That was going to be my next question. How old is he? So sweet. So do you guys, has he gotten to go to Disney World yet? Or are you saving that for when he's a little bit older? He absolutely has. Uh, we, my, myself and my husband are our cast members ourselves. Um, so we have been quite a bit <laughs> between here and Disneyland. And he loves every second of it. Well, that is awesome. That is how you raise a kid, right? I think we could all <laughs> agree. Yes. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get started. Let's lay that foundational work of what is your Disney story? How did you fall in love with it? And how has it grown and evolved over time? Sure. So I am originally from Pennsylvania. And um, basically, since I was born, my family, we've all been coming down here to Florida on vacation at least once a year, every now and then a little longer in between. But it's been just a staple in our family. I just have some of my greatest memories with my grandparents and my family down here, just enjoying the parks together. So from a very young age, I wanted to work for Disney. Then when they asked me when I was little what I wanted to do, that's what I told them. (laughs) And I ended up making it happen. I did the college program and um, just fell in love. Uh, I ended up moving back down after my program and I've been here since 2009. And I don't think I've gotten sick of it. If anything, my love for it has grown (laughs) and it continues to every day. So it's just been a, a good ride. That's awesome. So since you always knew you wanted to work for Disney, like, was the college program always on your radar? Like, you just knew you were going to do it? It wasn't. Funny enough, I didn't know it existed until we had a representative come to my college. And I feel so, like, silly not even knowing that it, it existed. But once they came through, I applied right away. And thankfully, I got in <laughs> and I got to experience that. And it, it changed. it truly changed my life. Well, I feel like... 
your story is pretty similar. So my sister did the college program and kind of did the same thing. She knew she wanted to do it. She came down, went back home, graduated, and then ran right back down to Florida to keep working for Disney. So (laughs) did you know, like after you did your college program, you know, you got that taste of working for Disney. What was it about working for Disney that made you come right back? Like what was it that solidified, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to work for Disney. Honestly, I think I came down here initially wanting to be a part of the magic and help making memories for people. And that, of course, has stayed with me throughout my time here. But I think what brought me back and wanted me, made me want to come back was the people. Um, and that holds true now as well. It's just the most incredible people work here and especially when you're moving away from your family to find kind of a Florida family of sorts. It's, it's something I can't really describe, <laughs> um, but it's just the, such great people and a great place to work. Well, I think that's a great transition. And so let's get into kind of the meat of everything that you're passionate about and what you're trying to do. So if you could introduce what magic for magic makers is, how it got started And, you know, just kind of what's the initiative and the push behind it? Yeah. So I was, of course, furloughed with the the rest of Walt Disney World um, and Disneyland. And that started back in March, if I'm not mistaken. And I started to notice um, what we had thought was going to be a two-week closure uh, was probably going to be quite a lot longer. Um, a lot of my peers and my friends and their family members who were cast members were having a lot of struggles with unemployment, um, receiving it, getting approved for it. And it just hit me that a lot of people were probably about to struggle quite a bit. Um, (laughs) so myself, I am definitely an empath. (laughs) I, taken everybody's struggles and I just want to help. Um, and I, that's always something, of course, brought me down here to begin with as well. I just I want to be there for people and, and make a difference. So I had been watching TikTok a lot, <laughs> as a lot of people were during this uh, quarantine time. And I found a content creator named Lexi, um, and she was going out and tipping restaurant workers, um, massive amounts of money and all through a Venmo challenge. Um, people were donating 50 cents, a dollar, whatever it was to her Venmo. Um, and this really had me thinking, what can I do in this same way to help those who aren't working, um, and, and really need help because we rely so heavily on the hospitality industry here in Orlando. And a lot of people were starting to worry about being evicted. And thankfully, we had the moratorium that was keeping us all safe and and avoiding eviction and things like that. But for a lot of people, they weren't receiving their unemployment money and getting super behind on bills um, and to the point where they couldn't keep the lights on. They couldn't feed their families. So I decided one day to just 
post something on my personal Facebook and go for it. Um, I was super nervous, but I said, hey, I'm just going to put this Venmo out there. If anyone has anything that they want to donate or if they can help share it, awesome. And I wanted to just try to help whoever we could. Um, And I felt like with that, I could also work with some laid off or then furloughed cast members who had side hustles. And now for them, a lot of them have turned that into their main hustle (laughs) Um, to help them sell their products and promote their shops. But also they were thankfully offering to donate some of the portions of some of their sales to help with this crowdfund as well. Well, I love that, you know, it just started with that spark of, you know, I have this desire to help, especially all of these people who are so close to you, you know, what can I do? And I think it just goes to show if you are interested in helping or if you see, you know, a need like you did, that it's not impossible to get something started. Um, You know, I assume you never had it a background in fundraising, correct? I, I sure haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that quickly. <laughs> yes. But I think that's great because I think that just shows that you don't have to, you know, all you really need is the initiative or the goal of, you know, this is what I want to do and how can I help? And, you know, it's really grown from obviously just putting your Venmo out there to, you know, what it is today. It has. And that quickly, I'd say in about five days, just showed me how many amazing people exist in this world. And it gives you just, it restores your faith in humanity so quickly. Um, I think we raised about $5,000 over the course of five days. And I was just amazed that that even happened. (laughs) Um, But definitely trying to take a stab at doing it the best I can. Say, I mean, I I think it's just, you know, remarkable and us as Disney fans where we're not on the other side of the magic, obviously that we, I think everybody has an understanding is that the cast members are the lifeblood of everything. And and they're the ones who are creating the magic on a day-to-day basis. And it's almost like the cast members have been in service to us for all of these years. And this is the time where this group of people who has been there for many ups and downs for all of us as people who enjoy the magic of Disney is flipped around now. And it's everybody's opportunity to show the appreciation and, and lend out a helping hand. So I think it's, you know, such a wonderful thing that you're doing. Could you talk a little bit about some of the fundraising efforts and, you know, you, you take a very individualistic approach to these things. So just what has that meant to be able to make an impact with, with these individuals? Um, truly, it's been life-changing for me and has given me a different perspective on life in general, I think. Um, I think I've, I've went that route with making it so personal because it is. And I think it's so important for those who are donating um, because in my eyes, <laughs> they're definitely taking a chance by donating to this random <laughs> Venmo or PayPal. And they don't know me, of course, um, but 
putting their trust in me. I want to be as transparent as I can and showing them the true story behind the people that they're donating this money to and the people that they're helping, essentially. Talk. Can you talk a little bit about the process of how you find the individuals that you want to uh, provide this assistance for? So I know that you have a nomination process and a lot of time friends or family members are getting involved to make sure that, you know, you're able to capture the moment because that's what, you know, people want to see the impact that they're making, which I think is a really great approach where you're able to, you know, show that these people have received it. It means so much to them. And just by doing a little bit, it goes such a long way. Of course. um, So I would say, Basically, I receive messages both across our TikTok, our Facebook, and now our Instagram as well um, from friends, from family members, coworkers that know that other people are struggling. I have really not received many people messaging me, nominating themselves, <laughs> uh, which it, it says a lot about the cast member base here. It's mostly people who are not going to ask for help or are afraid to ask. And thankfully their friends and family have reached out. So once they do, I ask a lot of questions. I want to make sure that this is a valid story. I do as much research as I can, including making sure that they are a cast member or were furloughed or laid off. Um, Also, I never promise to give anything until I'm talking with both the nominator and the nominee themselves to really see from them over Zoom or Facebook Messenger video chat, whatever it might be, to verify that this is true and and this isn't any kind of scam because that's important to me. I know a lot of people can't really donate right now, but they are anyway. And I want to make sure that money is going to people that it needs to go to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super important. And like Brendan said, you know, I think even though it's really hard times for a lot of people right now, you know, people like that feeling of getting to help and knowing that it is going towards, you know, people who really need it. And especially these cast members who we all care about. Um, And just knowing that the holidays are coming up right now, you know, it's a stressful time. And especially for those who have been laid off or furloughed, you know, what kind of things with the holidays coming up do you need assistance with? Or what are some of the things that you're looking to do specifically for the holidays? So we have had a few other cast member groups that have been created, like Cast Member Toy Box, um, which has posted Amazon wish lists, basically, of items they have received, or I guess Santa lists they've received from families who are not going to be able to purchase items for their children this year. So that is a great resource for the holidays itself. Um, I have also put it out there that if anyone does need help with their holiday list, if they have little ones and they just don't think that they can make it happen this year, my biggest hope is that we don't have any children feeling like they have been impacted by any of this. Um, We want to make sure that they still get to enjoy the holiday season. And I know there's a lot of pride for parents to be able to give their children something for the holiday. So anything that I can do to help, I'm happy to do it. Uh, We just 
recently helped someone with just getting a few simple decorations as they had to basically sell everything they had to keep everything going for them. So even if it's something like that, we're happy to help. Um, but that's our biggest thing right now, besides the fact that this is the basically last week for many cast members who were let go, uh, getting paychecks. So I know that it's about to get pretty rough for them and we're going to try to focus on that as much as we can. Yeah. So, uh, I want to make sure, and we'll hit it at the end of the episode as well, but if anybody doesn't make it till the end, I just want to make sure we get it out there and we'll put the links in our, in the show notes of, uh, down below as well, of course. But if someone is willing and able to give, how can they do that? Sure. So two options. Uh, well, actually three. <laughs> we have our Venmo, uh, which is at magic-for-magic-makers. Um, and then we also have our PayPal um, which I could give you the link for. <laughs> and we then have shops that are listed on our Facebook page who are selling items and donating to our fund directly. They mostly, um, with the exception of one, are laid off cast members who are helping and making items that are would make for great holiday gifts as well. So check those out. They're posted right at the top of our Facebook page. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. So it sounds like, you know, you've also been able to collaborate with, you know, some of these other people in the Disney community who are, you know, who have the same initiative that you do. How did that come about? You know, how did you connect with these other cast members who are donating? And you even just mentioned the cast member toy box, you know, how did you connect with all of them? So I feel like over the stay at home order period of our lives, a lot of people connected over the internet more than ever before, really, because it kind of just, that's where our social <laughs> interaction was coming from. So we had a few groups, um, including a page called Ear for Each Other, which a lot of furloughed, laid off cast members are posting their side hustles, whatever they're doing. Um, and people have joined to help support them. So I learned through Cast Member Toy Box. Uh, through that page. And I feel like it's really just brought people together and has helped us all support each other through all of this. Well, I know, you know, there's been uh, quite a few charitable efforts that the Disney community has banned up behind. Obviously the cast member pantry is doing such a wonderful job, but I do yeah. love that you are doing such an individualistic approach. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, the needs go beyond just food. Maybe it's, mm -hmm just making sure that a little one has uh, a normal Christmas or mm -hmm. getting a Christmas decorations like you talked about. So I, we just admire everything that you're doing so much. Yeah. And uh, we really hope that our listeners can make a contribution no matter how big or small and, and we can continue making an impact and taking care of those cast members who created all that magic for us over all the years. So we appreciate you sharing your story and more about magic for magic makers in the first half of the episode. We are going to take a quick break and then we will be back to play the fast pass round. All right. With the holidays being right around the corner and with Cyber Monday being today, we thought it would be a great opportunity to remind everyone that if you're buying gifts for your loved ones for this holiday season, that it's a great idea to check out some of the small shops that you can find on the Ear for Each Other Facebook page 
or on Dana's page, The Magic for Magic Makers. So those links are going to be in the show notes, and we would highly encourage you to check them out. Okay, so we're back. Dana, are you ready for the fast pass round? I am ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to just throw out these Disney questions, and you'll just share the first thing that comes to mind. All right. So your first question is, what is your favorite or your best character meet and greet that you've ever done? Oh, goodness. Um, Probably Tiana and Naveen. (laughs) They are amazing. (laughs) Was there like a specific time where you met them, like a party, or was it just your typical like princess meet and greet? Typical princess meet and greet, which I think says a lot about them and their interaction. They're just so warm and welcoming, and they just have a lot of fun with their guests. I like that. So next one would be your favorite Disney drink. It can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, just your favorite beverage. Oh, (laughs) it's a tie between a mint julep, which is non-alcoholic, and the, um, oh gosh, (laughs) spiky pineapple at Trader Sam's for sure. (laughs) I don't think we've had that one. No, I've definitely had that one. Isn't it like the Dole Whip? Yeah. Basically. I highly recommend it. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Yes. Oh, that's excellent. So kind of sticking in that same vein, if you got to take Walt Disney anywhere for a drink, where would you take him? Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) Probably to – I don't know really what the name – I don't know if they call it this for real, but I think – dad's liquor cabinet um, at the 50s prime time because I feel like he would love the theming that's happening over there and just seeing just the people watching that happens as people are coming in and out. Um, The bar there is very entertaining. (laughs) That sounds so fun. We're both looking at each other like we have never heard of this. Yes, you got to do it. They also have like a peanut butter and jelly milkshake, which people love. I can't get myself to try it, but I I've heard great things. (laughs) I would love to see if the cast members there, like ask him to take his elbows off the counter, you know, (laughs) the typical things that they do there. Are they going to heckle him? Like they heckle everybody else. Right. Most likely they will. They definitely have in the past. (laughs) (laughs) So next one is your favorite salty snack. Oh, I mean, probably a classic Mickey pretzel. Do you like the cheese with it or no cheese? I Yes, I'm a cheese fan. Definitely. <laughs> Same. You can't get it without it, honestly. No. <laughs> so next would be your favorite Disney movie. Um, That would probably be Mary Poppins. I just I adore her so much. And I try to adapt her characteristics in my own <laughs> work lifestyle. She's wonderful. So what did you think about Mary Poppins Returns? I liked it as a separate entity. <laughs> um, I think it was it was great to see that world come to life again. But uh, the classic, I don't think, can be beat in some ways. That's fair, for sure. I would agree with that. I like that Mary is included right now, like in a lot of the cavalcades. Because mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time, you wouldn't see her out nearly as often. Yeah, that's true. I know I've seen maybe here and there she'd stroll through Epcot um, and sometimes Fantasyland, but not very often. 
Oh, that's true. I I always forget that she would be in Epcot yeah. for whatever reason. I just don't picture her there. Right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I feel like we we met her randomly once on the Hubgrass. Really? Too. That we? makes sense. <laughs> oh, you're right. We did. Yeah. And so next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Um, so it w- that would be the Wilderness Lodge. And I haven't stayed there, but I did work there. It was my first work location. And it is just so beautiful. And one day I'll stay there, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's just, it's a great, great place, great vibe, in, especially in the lobby there. They have Brendan's favorite place. Geyser Point. (gasps) Yes, it's so great. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. It's like anybody who comes to visit Orlando, Mm -hmm. I just automatically want to take them to Geyser Point because I feel like nobody could not enjoy it. Right, exactly. It's such a great view and it's just, uh, I don't know, it's nice to have that open air feeling there. It's it's awesome. Well, especially right now, we like we've been trying to be very strict about only eating outside. Mm-hmm. So it's like Geyser Point has every single thing that it checks all the boxes of See? what you could possibly do. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> it is very relaxing. Yes. So next would be, who is your favorite villain? Oh man. Um, hmm. That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I was going to say Ursula. I think I'll stick with that. She, she's just, I don't know, that maniacal laugh that she has <laughs> stays with you. That's she, a good one. I don't know if we've had that one. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't. Surely we have. I mean, Ursula has a lot of fans. That's true. <laughs> that's true. She does. I feel like she's the only reason that I'm willing to go sit through Voyage of the Little Mermaid. The the show in Hollywood Studios, yes. Because the the rest of it, we're like, Ugh. it's a little dated. But when she comes out, you forget everything. I know. It's awesome. You forget the lasers and like the bubbles and um, everything else. Yeah, it's definitely the eighties in there <laughs> for sure. But Max, Max is in there too. So that's a pretty, that's a good so highlight. Cute. Yeah. Max or Ursula saves the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always interested to see. Like, I I'd really like to talk to someone who worked on that show to know: Does Max have dual roles, or does that actor only come out on all fours and play Max? <laughs> That's a good question. I would love to know if you find out the answer. <laughs> Surely he or she is a puppeteer as well. I, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> So next is one of your least favorite. So what is your least favorite attraction in Magic Kingdom? Hmm. <laughs> well, I would say it was Stitch's Great Escape. <laughs> um, I guess it's still kind of there, but that that would definitely be my least favorite. <laughs> I think Disney listened to, I, to everybody. I think they might have, yes. <laughs> It was just the other day. I don't remember what we were watching, Brendan, but we saw like all the promo material for Stitch's Great Escape. And it was kind of crazy how much they promoted that. Like it was going to be just a showstopper. (laughs) Yes, that is (laughs) 
one explanation I would say. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they they like let Stitch take over the castle. Yeah. They had a big blow up Stitch out front. Oh. And it was only like one day. I forgot about all of that. But there were like commercials and stuff too. And uh, Cobra Bubbles was there. Uh-huh. Isn't that his name? Gosh. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> I forgot. Wow. So I guess sticking with the attraction theme, mm-hmm. which movie would deserve its own land or attraction? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I really do think... <sighs> I would love to see a Zootopia exist at some point. I think that would be really cool. Um, and I also think it would be nice to see Coco have its own area of some sort, whether it's at Epcot or elsewhere. <laughs> Those are good fair. choices. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Coco has a lot of potential. And I, yeah, I would love to see it. Yeah. Well, I feel like it even almost has like the perfect setup. I know a lot of people are torn about it because the three caballeros, but I feel like it would definitely fit there in Mexico. Yeah. You shut your mouth. I know. <laughs> I we do love it. I know. I love it too. It's a classic. It's it's hard. It would be hard to say goodbye to it, but I think uh, if it was ever going to go away, I think that would be the only way I would accept it. <laughs> My response is. We need more of it. You can't have too much of a good thing. The Mexico Pavilion, probably top three pavilion. Your favorite, probably, Catherine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we have ran back there for the half marathon. There's lots of backstage area back there. Back where like Donald comes out. Mm -hmm. Just put a new attraction back there. Don't take away Grand Fiesta Tour. I am not opposed to that at all. (laughs) I support you. Yes. There's probably someone who works at the Mexico Pavilion saying like, that's my parking lot or something. I'm sorry. Possibly, but it's, it's okay. It would be worth it. (laughs) So we've been told this is our most challenging question. Mm -hmm. So it is Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. You can only keep three. One of them has to go. And it's being removed from the movies and the parks. Which one has to go? Oh, hmm. I would say Marvel. <laughs> I'm I'm not super attached to it. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about Marvel. Well, I feel like too. So being Disney World people, because it's so far attached from our parks, that mm-hmm. is almost the easiest choice. I think so. Yeah. I don't think we've seen too much of it. Brendan's making a face. Yet, he doesn't agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's I mean, funny. Avengers Campus and Cosmic Rewind. Uh, that's true. I guess. See, that's uh, it's just like a looming thing. There's no correct answer. No, there's not. It's a hard one. <laughs> it is. So next one would be like your least favorite Disney movie or maybe just a movie that was really disappointing. Hmm. Okay. Um, probably Cars 2, <laughs> which my son would be devastated to hear me say, but Cars 2. <laughs> we were just talking. We went and watched the. Uh, the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. Yeah. The other day. And we were thinking, like, 
there are almost no references to Cars 2 <laughs> in there. It's like right. they just forgot that it happened, which yeah. many other people did too, I think. <laughs> and I think that's okay. <laughs> I love the third one. I do. But the second, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't seem to fit. But isn't that how – see, we haven't seen it in such a long time. Isn't that how we're introduced to Cruz Ramirez, or is that the third one? That is the third one, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, they don't even need to. No. <laughs> I love Cruz. Yeah. So we asked about salty snacks. What is your favorite sweet snack? That would be the beignets in New Orleans Square <laughs> at Disneyland. It seems like you maybe enjoy Disneyland. <laughs> you know, you might be onto something. <laughs> yes, I love it so, so much. It's my happy place, definitely. Do you think of all the six individual domestic U.S. parks, is Disneyland your favorite one? Um, I would say the Disneyland parks are my favorite because I have favorites from both of their parks over there. So it would be hard to pick between the two. <laughs> We've only been to Disneyland once, mm-hmm. but I will say it's one of those places that now that we live in Florida, yeah. we want that to become like our vacation spot. We are yep. dying to go back. Exactly. We were supposed to be there maybe like two weeks ago. So I'm sad about that, but I'm hoping <laughs> at some point soon we can go. Amen to that. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, this has been a fantastic fast pass round. We just want to wrap up the end of the episode. And if you just have any final thoughts or anything, you know, if people aren't able to give, you know, are there other ways that that people could help out the initiative or anything like that? Just kind of wrapping it up and and giving some people some action items. Of course. I think the two biggest things is if you aren't able to donate yourself, sharing is the biggest thing that has been helpful to this project. Um, And then secondly, any of those shops, if you are looking for holiday gifts, any of the shops that are listed on our Facebook page, I even beyond donating to my project specifically, I just want to see those cast members have those sales coming in as much as they can just to help them stay afloat as well. Um, Cause they have been kind enough to donate to the fund. Um, and I would love to see some money go back <laughs> into their pockets also. I do want a, we've, I've heard some confusion on this and I think you may be the voice of reason. So the ear for each other, Facebook page, mm-hmm. I know when it first started, it was supposed to only be cast members in there, correct? Is it now opened up that the general public can join? I just want to make sure, because we've had some other discussions about people just want to make sure that we're being respectful and, and understand kind of what the goal is. So, yes, there's definitely some confusion with that. My understanding, of course, it's not 100%, but what I have seen it is that it has developed into cast members or like furloughed or let go cast members are able to post and promote themselves um, in that group through their albums, but you are able to join it as a guest um, and support the groups that are posting in there. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's good to know. So 
if anyone is looking to, like you said, shop small, support those furloughed cast members in other ways, especially with the holidays coming up, Mm -hmm. um, of course, we're going to put the link to uh, Magic for Magic Makers and your website and all those other links into our show notes. But if you're looking for other ways to help too, um, that might be a good place for people to check out. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So just remind us one last time, Venmo, PayPal, follow you on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Am I forgetting anything? No, you covered all of it. (laughs) Thank you. Good deal. So we'll put the links, like Catherine said, everything will be down in the show notes below. We would, it would bring Catherine and I so much joy if, you know, we, this episode could, you know, spread some, spread the news about this initiative and, and we can really make a financial impact. We would be so proud of the community that we have here with Detour. So Dana, thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for everything that you are doing. Uh, it's truly remarkable and we thank you so much for coming on and sharing your message. Oh, guys, thank you so much for your time. It really just means so much to me, truly, um, just to even get to talk about it for a couple minutes. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for all you do. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.